Welcome to Libre Lounge, a podcast about free software, free culture, and all the other interesting aspects of user freedom. With Christopher Lemmer Weber and Serge Broklowski. Hey, Chris. Hey, Serge. So we're back, and last time we gave people a little teaser that we were going to jump into a discussion about Federation, the Fediverse, and ActivityPub. So let's do that. Right. So why don't we start off by um, introducing ActivityPub and why we'd care about it. I guess the why we'd care about it is, well, I guess if you're interested in building decentralized social networks, like not just having stuff all be in the power of Facebook and Twitter, that might be a good reason. Uh, what other reasons might you be interested? I mean, I think that's the big thing, right, is when we had this, when last time we talked about this utopian vision of the internet um, that came out of the 90s, and this idea of democratization, and a lot of people said back then that, that the internet would be the next printing press. And the idea of the printing press wasn't that there was a printing press and everyone would just use the printing press. It was the idea that everyone could have a printing press. And everyone could, could publish books and newspapers. And yet on the internet now, we have gone to a centralization model uh, where it comes to our social media. So right. most of us are using, if they're only using one, they're probably using Facebook or, or Twitter. But we want everyone to be able to run those services on uh, either on their own or with a, an organization that they trust, whether that be a nonprofit or commercial or whoever. But to do that, we each need to be able to, A, run our own software, be self-hosted, and B, for these systems to be able to communicate and exchange. And that was the idea that we presented with uh, Federation last time. Yep. We want, even if the different programs are written in different languages, and, you know, you and I are running two different versions of the software. We want them to be able to understand each other enough to be able to get each other's messages. Yeah, and the way that we do that is through a shared protocol. Yep, and so that's where ActivityPub comes in. And ActivityPub is really two things, but we're going to just focus mainly on one of them today. It's both a client-to-server protocol, so you can think of if you're composing an email, you know, you might be using Thunderbird, or you may be using Gmail's web interface or something like that. And then there's a server-to-server protocol, which is like, then once you send the email, you know, the two different server, both the servers, you know, talk to each other, and, you know, that goes across the wire. And I think today we're mostly focusing on the server-to-server stuff. Is that is that right? Yeah, so, so ActivityPub is basically the glue, the contract that allows these two systems to, to interoperate. And yeah, it's interesting to think about the idea that ActivityPub is, is both the client-server and the server-to-server, but I think the more interesting part, the part that makes it unique, is is this idea of server to server communication, and that's where it differentiates it. And we'll talk about history in the future, but there have been previous attempts at making um, federated social networks. The most notable that people might have heard of is Diaspora, but Diaspora didn't make a big attempt at being compatible with anything other than Diaspora. Whereas ActivityPub is focused exactly on this issue of interoperability between different types of software. So there is no ActivityPub program. There are programs that talk ActivityPub. That's right. And the protocol is very webby. 
in the sense that if you're familiar with, you know, HTTP and you do web development in general, and you probably almost certainly use JSON, whether you're doing web development or not these days, and it, it tries to use those concepts and, and be pretty familiar under those types of ideas. So so what, why don't we get into the, the general kind of theory of it? I, I know, Serge, you, you sometimes think I get a little bit too complex on this, so help me boil this down. The two, if, if we've got two different, if we've got two different entities wanting to speak over the ActivityPub network, we might call both of those actors. And there's a much more complicated conversation we can have about actors and the actor model. But I think you have a you had some thoughts on how to explain it in a much simpler version. Yeah, for this so I, th- I think people, whether they're programmers or not, are used to the idea of an account. So I have an account on a computer, and maybe it's an email account. So I can send an email from that account, and I know that that account has a username. So it might be Emaxon in my case, and that account represents me. And I can send that email to another email account, and that represents somebody else. And in ActivityPub, there's a similar idea of what we're going to call actor. So it gives you a little more information about what that other, about what the, the entity is, or the type of, en- of entity we're, we're talking about. So that, that can be a person, an organization, or an application, or a service. But we don't really need to think about any of that. We can just say, like, okay, essentially, for our discussion today, an actor is just an account. Yep. And I think that's the, the nice, simple, easy, and pretty much everyone who's listening to this is going to understand that. Yep. And as we get into the protocol more, kind of the other theory thing to know is that these actors are going to be sending messages from each other, you know, back and forth. And we'll get more into that as we go. Most of all of our listeners should be familiar with email, so that shouldn't be too crazy surprising of an idea. So all we're really saying is that there's a concept called an actor, and an actors send messages to each other, right? And that's very emaily or or jabbery or whatever. Let's start with a really uh, social media type uh, thought experiment, right? Which is how we would do this without any kind of of federated protocol. So people who've used the web in the 90s and the aughts might remember RSS feeds and the idea of an RSS feed was that it was just a way of subscribing to a web page or a blog usually and you could then get updates about what that person had written in the blog. And RSS feeds are still around but they're a lot less popular than they were at one time. Part of the problem with just having an RSS feed is it's it's just broadcast only. So if I if I make a blog Yes, you can read my blog, but then if you wanted to make a comment on it or, or any kind of interaction there, you'd have to log in to my website to, to do that. And you, uh, you couldn't really have private posts. It's not like uh, I could have a private post to you if you weren't on the same server. So that's, that's a problem. So first thing we need to do, since we're now federating this, is come up with an idea of my account, which we're just going to call my actor. And my actor has something that we'll kind of think of it like a profile page, but that in ActivityPub we'll call our ID. So our ID is just uh, the computer's idea of a profile page. And it has a bunch of information about me, like my username 
and maybe what I would prefer my display name to be. So maybe instead of Emacs, and it will say Serge, and it'll have maybe a link to my icon, and then some other special properties, the two most important of which are my inbox and my outbox. And my outbox, just for right now, we can think about it like the equivalent of my RSS feed. So it's just all my activity, it's my posts, but instead of being in um, XML, you know, which is what RSS was in, uh, it's it's just in JSON. Is that is that good so far, Chris? Yeah. So um, yeah, that's right. And your profile would also be in JSON, and and the the objects, you know, each one of your posts would be in JSON. So so that's right. And uh, in just like in with the feed, um, the version that we're talking about right now, where I, if I'm just getting stuff from your outbox. It's just kind of every time that my client wants to look at it, it just gets it right. It like grab it pulls, checks like yeah, like it's, exactly. We it's what we pulling. call pulling, right? Yeah, which it's, is just, it's, it's like, like a periodic the, thing, and it's kind of a little bit like are you like are we there yet? And it's like, is there any new content? Is there any new content? Is there any new content? And that's basically the you know you could so I could pull your outbox to see if you've made any new posts. Yeah, and that's, and that's annoying, right? It's annoying for you because it means that unless you poll all the time, you're, you're not getting the fresh data. And it's annoying for my server because now you're making all these unnecessary requests. So we, we made an analogy a little earlier about accounts being kind of like email, um, I'm sorry, actors being kind of like email accounts. So let's, let's kind of flip this idea around so that instead of having to poll, so in your server having to pull mine, I went ahead, it was kind of like an email list, and I sent you a message. So my server says, oh, you want to be you want to be reading my stuff. I'm going to send you a message saying, hey, there's a new post. You should go and check it out. And maybe I'll even send the entire post along with that, with, with that notification. Yep. So you'd basically, what your server would do is it would make a um, HTTP post to my inbox and you would to know your inbox yeah right, exactly. and you would know where that is because your you know your your server will pull down my my you my actor profile from by um and when they gets back that object in json it'll as you said earlier say right in it here's where my here's where my inbox is so it's it's pretty simple it's it's just you know delivering right to that inbox and and that's not too far away from that email-like experience. Yeah, so let's just put it all together, right? So we've got we've got a concept called an account, and I realize we're being repetitive, right? We've got concept called, sorry, called an actor, right? Which we're, which we're saying is basically the equivalent of an account, and then that actor has an ID, and that ID is some kind of, we actually didn't say this, but that ID is some kind of URI, and we can think of a URI kind of like a URL, so let's just, for for simplicity's sake, say that they're equivalent right now, even though yeah, it's a not. it's a link, right? You it's know, a, like it's, yeah, exactly, it's, it's a link. You're, and you're familiar with those because you see them at the top of your browsers. You know, it's the addresses you see in your browser all the time. Yeah, so it's just so it's so it's basically a, a link. It's we can think of it kind of like a web page, but it's a web page for computers to read, and it contains a whole bunch of essentially profile-like information, and that, again, will contain things like your display name, your icon, and then the really important stuff, 
is this outbox, which is where all my posts are, and then my inbox, which is where you should be sending me things if I'm subscribed to you. So if I'm subscribed to you, Chris, then you know where that where you should be posting, where your server is going to be telling my server about new messages or new posts that you've made by posting to my inbox. That's right. Yep. And and the the distinction. So right now we've so far we've talked about kind of this subscription based approach. And it turns out that the subscription approach and the direct message approach are like very similar. The subscription approach is basically where um, you knew that I had followed you at some point because my server actually sent you a message saying, hey, I'm following you, Serge. So you know to send that to me. And when you made this post, you said, I'm sending it to my followers, right? But the same way that you can send things to that whole list of followers, kind of how like in an email client, you specifically can put in um, somebody's specific address. You could also just put in one person's address. So if you wanted to send it to just me, instead of sending it to your followers, you could just send to, you know, and then the ID of me, you know, Chris Weber, and then your, and then your server would know, oh, I should only send this one to Chris. And, and so we can see, oh, these two different designs are actually not too far from each other. They're very similar. And that's kind of the cool thing about ActivityPub is it can be used for this public social media use case. Or we can think about the, the direct, direct user-to-user communication being sort of like Twitter you know, DMs or Facebook you know, messages, right? And we, we understand that. Or like that, email. That, or, or exactly, or just like email or Jabber or anything else that we, when we send a direct message. So, so that framework of thinking will work for both of those use cases. Right. So, so, so I think we're good on like the very, very basic idea. So why don't we stop and then we can talk next time or, uh, about, about the objects or the kind of things that we might be sending. Does that sound good, or do you want to want to keep going a little? Uh, yeah, I think talking about the structure of the messages that are sent is a good idea. Okay, do you want to do that? You want, you want to take a little break, and then we can talk about the structure of messages? Let's take a break. All right, sounds good. We like to use these breaks to thank projects that are important or meaningful, and this time I'd like to thank the Python project. The Python programming language is the language that I use most in my development, and I know that Chris has also used it for Media Goblin as well as other projects. So thanks, Python. You're amazing. All right, and we're back. So last a while ago, we were talking about that we had these actors and they're sending messages to each other. And we said, well, we'll talk about what the structure of those messages are. Let's do that. Okay. So every message that's sent, that's federated, you know, sent from server to server uh, across the wire in ActivityPub uh, follows a similar pattern. Somebody is doing something to some object. So we can, and in ActivityPub terms, it's an actor is performing an activity on an object. So for example, when I get the message that you created this post, like uh, let's say, you made a post about your cat and you sent me this, you might create 
uh, so Serge would be the actor who's a person, um, creates a image object uh, which has your cat, right? Uh, if you're just sending... We can think about a post, some, something similar to an email message, like the body of your email message, or, you know, again, a, a Twitter uh, post or a Facebook post. We, have, we understand what a post is, right? It's just, it's just some, some content. Right. But what's cool here is that you're... So, but actually, before before we get into this, the create thing, let's just say, like, okay, we've got this idea of a post. Right. And, and I, ActivityPub, can, we, we, we can define that a post is an object. It's a, it's a thing. It's a thing on its own. But that's not the only kind of thing we can, we can talk about. Right. Not Activity just Pub, note. And not just what? Note. Note's the, the note. name of a general. Right. So, got it. So, in ActivityPub, that's right. I thought it was called post, but you're right. It's called note. And note's not the only kind of, of object, but it's, for now, the most common on, on the Fediverse, right? Right. It's, it's an idea so of if note. You're, if you're using Mastodon, you're almost always getting notes across the wire, right? Like, that's the most common type of message that Mastodon's sending around. Uh, if you're using PeerTube, you might be getting video objects. So I think before we go into, into the other part, let's just kind of stay here for a minute and think, like, okay, so we've got actors. And they're, let's just stick with the idea of creating, right? So, so I'm creating, um, maybe I'll, I'll make a bunch of posts about my cat or make, maybe I'll upload some videos or whatever. And those are, those are the objects that I'm, that I'm creating. Yep. And you're sending those all across the wire to me. And I'm you looking at this and I'm, else. and I'm like, aha, what a great feed of cats content that I'm getting. And I think at this point, we can get into the other activities, right? Because I might be really excited about your posts. So the first thing is, is I might like one of your incoming posts, in which case it would be Chris as the actor. Um, and the activity is like, actually, I think it may be favorite inside of the activity streams vocabulary. But regardless, Chris, favorite Serge's post. And notice the object in this point is not one I'm creating at this point. It's actually one that I'm referencing that you did. Now, the important thing here, though, is that this, that means that my post has to be identifiable mm -hmm. between our two servers. Yes. So to be, able to, to be able to like my post, you must be able to identify. When I say you, I'm going to say Chris and you, Chris's server, are the same thing. And me, Serge, and my server are the same thing, even though, of course, they're not. But let's just, let's just pretend that they are. So to be able to talk about my post, my note, you must be able to identify my note. And so that means that my note has, must have some kind of identifier. Haha. -ha, and it has an ID. And that ID needs to be able to point to that object, yep. which is that post. Yep. So when I got your post... An ID was attached to it, and that's how I'm referring to it. So yeah, so that's one type of uh, other non-create activity. I think you wanted to describe updates, so why don't you give that? So in my other example here, I've got my I've got my in my note, and I often misspell things as, as any of my followers know. So maybe I'll go in and I will uh, have that post, and then I'll say, "Oops, I made a typo." And I want to update that. I want to correct the typo. So um, th in that case, the ID of the object can stay the same. And uh, so we've got that object, that, that note is now the same ID. 
And I'm still the actor. I'm still the one doing the thing. But instead of create, now it's update. Yep. So we've got uh, three pieces here. We've got a, an actor, a verb of some sort. Which is activity. An object. So in, so in, right, in activity, pub, language, we would say the actor, the activity, and the object. Right, but you know we could say subject, uh, verb, uh, object right. would be would be the the linguistic version of that. Right, and actually that's one of the things that I think is really nice about ActivityPub is that every message that's coming in, even though it's structured in this you know machine readable way with JSON, every message is kind of like a sentence that's coming across the wire, which I find kind of pleasant. Yeah, and. Of course, uh, every language has a grammar, right? And so in an activity pub uh, world, that grammar is the, is the protocol that defines what these uh, actor activity and objects are. And that, that grammar is called activity streams. And we don't, need to, we don't need to dive too deep into that right now, but we can say that the representation of that is is JSON, which is kind of the, at this point, I would say it's the de facto data exchange format of the web. Yep. And it's also something we don't need to get into, but you might start worrying here, well, what if activity streams doesn't come with some sort of term that I need, right? It doesn't have something in its vocabulary. And we're not going to get into how, but there is an extension mechanism that's available in ActivityPub that uses something called JSON-LD, but the details of that are not important for this particular episode. Yeah, I mean, the cool part here, and I, I want to touch on this only because I think it's neat, is it's not only extensible, but it's also, it also offers graceful degradation. And what I mean by graceful degradation is if you know, in a lot of systems, it's like, oh, it's the new thing, and if I have if I have the new thing and you have the old thing, you're not going to be able to see what I'm doing. You're not going to be able to interact with my data. But with a graceful degradation, you know, it'd be kind of like if I did it in HTML and you had plain text. It's like, well, without doing any extra work, it, you just get a slightly degraded version, but still a usable version of that same data. And, and that's, that's, that's pretty cool. And, and actually, HTML is a great example of this, because that's actually what HTML also does, right? We've introduced a lot. There have been a lot of new... HTML5 brought in a lot of new, like, element types for, like, the header type and things like that, uh, and a footer type even. And, like, what happens when my client doesn't know how to interpret those like it's it like i my my client hasn't caught up well my browser doesn't refuse to render the page my browser instead it just, renders the parts it understands it, it, yeah. It, yeah it just renders it as as you know well this is a bit techy but a, a div yeah. you know it renders it, it as the the minimal version of the things that it can understand yep we can say that activity streams is kind of similar in that it, it'll it'll offer the ability to even if, if you don't have the newest, greatest thing or the completely compatible, you get, you'll get something. Mm -hmm. And that's better than getting nothing. Right. And we'll definitely want to dive into that because I think that's a really cool and interesting part of the, of the design here. But, but for now, we can just say, well, yeah, that's, the, that's just the, the, the interchange format. Yeah. Um, so, so, so. so maybe one other thing to mention is that a lot of the objects and activities that you get in 
might just be just kind of representational, uh, especially for the objects. Like if you, your the server might not care too much about the difference between a note and a video until it displays it. Like it just shows a video or a note. But the acti- one of the big things that the activity pub protocol does is for a core amount of activities, it says what the server should do when it gets these activities, including like if it gets the update thing, it should know that it should update its representation. If it gets a favorite, it should know to be able to like increase the count of how many favorites it's seen and things like that. And most importantly, if it gets a follow request, it should know to add you to the list of followers so that the next time Serge puts out a wonderful cat video, I'm able to get that cat video because I have followed Serge. So let's talk about following after a small break. Okay. We like to use these breaks to thank projects that are important or meaningful, and this time I'd like to thank the Nginx project. Nginx is the web server that runs on LibreLounge.org, as well as a bunch of different projects that I run. It's super easy, super fast. I love it. Thanks a lot, Nginx. Well, that was a refreshing break. So let's talk about followers and following and, and all that good stuff, because I think that's critical to the idea of, of a social network. So I'm going to jump back and say, yeah, let's, let's talk about this idea of just a plain old blog, right, from, from back in the day. And, and I still actually have a plain old blog, and it's great. I don't know how many people follow my blog. I don't really have a, I can't have a sense of that. I can know how many, how many hits I got, but that's not really the same thing. We don't know how many people so, follow this podcast. Right, exactly. We don't know how many people follow the podcast. We have a rough idea of how many people or how many downloads it has, but, but we don't actually know how many, how many listeners we, how many listeners we have that, that, that continually follow us. But that's very different from the experience that we have on social media platforms, right? So if I log into, let's, let's talk about the big proprietary ones for now. So if I log into Twitter or, you know, I have the idea of a, of a follower, somebody that follows me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, right? And uh, I know how many people follow me and I know that I follow other people. And that's, that's cool. The problem with Twitter, as we, we talked about a little earlier, is that it's just Twitter users. I can't I can't be on a Mastodon server and follow you on uh, on a Twitter server. And if you're on Twitter, you can't follow me if I'm not also on Twitter. But that's very different from this federated idea where I could be running a Mastodon server and you can be running a Pixel uh, Pixel Fed server or PeerTube or whatever anything else or Nextcloud and uh, it'll just work. That's an important bit, but let's just talk about this idea of a followers, right? So a follower, so actually let's just say following first. So if I follow you, Chris, now I have your name, or and I'm gonna say your ID in, my, in, my, in, a, in a list that my server keeps on my behalf of, um, of, of actors that I'm following. Uh, we could even call but, it a collection. Uh, a collection, yeah. So that's the that's the activity pub version of a, of a list. Essentially, is a collection, and 
I know that I'm following you, but it's it's equally important that you know that you know that I'm following you so that you know that you that when you say that when you create a new post or do an activity that you let me know that you notify me. Right. Right. Because so, we're not polling. You're we're, we're doing active kind of push notification here. Right. And there's an there's an important part of the activity pub spec actually which is if i sent you a follow request because you and i are friends serge you'd you'd probably just accept it um and you might even have your server where you're like well i'll accept any followers right but maybe not everybody wants to do that right maybe some people want to curate their follow list so one important thing to know is that if i send a follow request to you my server doesn't consider it completed until i get back either an accept or a reject from you and many servers just automatically send back and accept. But it's important to realize that that's happening for kind of the state synchronization of my server understanding whether or not the following has happened. Yeah, and uh, I think this is kind of obvious, right? But that doesn't mean that it happens right away. It's not like a regular, for, for our developers, right? It's not like that's, it's a status code. It's like, you know, 200 accept. It's like no, no. This could this could be hours later, days later. So that means that that means you're that that's, that the server making the the follow request is going to need to keep that in in mind. It's going to need to keep that state somewhere. So let's talk about what the mechanism is here. So we've talked about this idea of following. So what's the mechanism? And you talked about the idea that that somebody might accept or reject, but how do they how do they actually do that? What does that look? So that there must be something on your ID. That profile page that we talked about that that a server can can use to um, make a follow request. I can just so if I hit the accept, the accept the object of that accept can actually just be the ID of your follow activity. Before we go there, let's start with the the request itself. So I wanna I wanna start following you, Chris. Uh huh. And I have your I have your your URI your ID. Uh huh. And what do I what do I have to do? So I've got your ID. How do I how do I send a follow request? Okay. So if you want to send it to me, you would construct this object that has the where the actor is you, the type of the activity is follow, and then you set up the addressing, which would say like two, and then you would give my ID, right? And then your server would But this is an object, right? So so now the request itself is the object. I'm I'm confused. I don't know what you're talking about. At the so the so the follow request is is the object here. Oh, for the accept or the reject. Yeah. But but to be able to talk about re accept or reject, I have to be able to talk about an object and that object is that we've got this type just like we've got this note type or this video type, we've got this follow type. Yeah, so that's what the accept or reject is actually putting as it is object is your follow activity. Then once you you decide that you want to accept um, or reject that follow, you can then, your server then knows to talk to me because it's got my actor because I sent the follow request, so therefore you must have it. And then it can say, hey, I will, I will accept or I will not accept that request. That's right. And so now in the future, when you make a cat post that you send well, I'm requesting for you. So when you make a cat post. Oh, right. Sorry. When I make a cat post that I want to send out to all of my followers, 
the same way that in, if you think about your email client again, because I think that's the easiest way to think about these things, you know, you can put in one individual's address. You can actually put in, uh, we mentioned that the user has this, you know, uh, um, followers and following thing. So if we actually put in there, you can, that very followers collection is itself something that can be addressed that has its own ID. So we can actually put in the two thing, and again, imagine your email client that you're filling in the two, you actually put in the ID of that follower, uh, that uh, followers collection, and now my server knows, oh, I want to pull all of the, all of the people, all the accounts that are in this followers collection, I'm going to just go to each and every one of them and do a post to their inbox, giving them the message. Yeah, it's kind of like a like we can think of it a bit like like a magical account, right? Like a magical uh, actor. It's not an actor, but it but it but it has some properties, and so so it it'd be kind of like again like a like a or maybe like a private mailing list. So instead of saying so one one way you could do it is kind of like uh, and I'm sure I'm sure we all get these annoying emails where there's like a thousand people in the in the two line, right? But another way of saying it is like okay, I just wanted to give to all my followers. Right. And then boom. Well, and then your server is going to, well, so if I'm doing it, my server is going to look at that and go, oh, I know what to do. And then it will expand that to all of my followers and then go ahead and do the right thing. Right. So you actually, I think you hit it really well with the mailing list thing. So I actually think that uh, the mailing list is a good description. And you can set up, we mentioned the different actor types. This is an underexplored area in ActivityPub, but I know quite a few people would like to see more of it. There is a group actor type. You can set up things that are basically just like uh, mailing lists, and there's no reason why you can't apply that same idea of traversing uh, the follower thing to a more general collection or group for for all sorts of things, right? You know, I might want to send posts not just to my very general followers, but maybe I want to send a post just to my family. So we can do that type of thing. And Diaspora has this feature, they call it Aspects, and Google Plus had this and calls it Circles, and that type of feature is supported in ActivityPub. Yeah. So, yeah, we've, we've, come, we've actually covered quite a lot of ground here. So we've, we've got, got actors now, we've got objects, we've got activities, which we said were kind of like verbs. And now we've got following and followers, and, and we can think of one of just being the, the inverse of the other. So I know, I know who I'm following and who follows me, and those are my followers. Mm-hmm. And then we said, okay, well, we can, when we send a, when we create a, an activity, maybe a create activity, we can say that it should go to a specific collection. And we, we said that, oh, following and followers are collections, and we can also make other custom collections that might be, as you say, family, or it might be work people or whatever. And so we, we can um, segregate that. So I think what we should do is we should take another little break and then talk a little bit about public and why public is special and how we address things to the public, because public is not default. In these, on all the other examples we've given so far. Okay. Um, so let's take let's take a little break. Does that sound good? Yep. All right. Okay. See you soon. 
We like to use these breaks to thank projects that are important or meaningful, and this time I'd like to thank the Subversion Project. Although Subversion is not as popular as Git nowadays, Subversion was a huge leap forward from CVS, and I still have fond memories of using it. I also know that it's still used a lot today, so thanks Subversion, you're awesome. All right. I know, I know we're taking a lot of breaks. We went from we went from a show with like no breaks to to a bunch of breaks, but I think these are good to 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 brief to reset our brains a little between these concepts. At least for me, it's important to to have a little bit of a of a of a mental stop uh, to solidify the concepts. So to just to review quickly, we talked about the idea that this federated social network is better than a blog with an RSS feed because we could have we could have some control over who saw our content and who could interact with it but what we didn't talk about was the was how we can represent data like a like a note or a post where we want everyone to see it and be able to interact with it so let's talk about that let's talk about the the public a public object yep so um, there is a special, we mentioned that uh, different actors and collections can have IDs. There's a very special one in ActivityPub that's for public posts. So you, you want to address to this in the two or the CC. And uh, it's basically the special URI, the ActivityPub specs tells you where to find it. So you post, you put it in the addressing that I want to post to this public collection. And that public collection is not even something you can fetch. It's not something you can see what's been in it directly. It's just kind of a little bit magical. Uh, ActivityPub servers are designed to recognize that if that thing's there, that they should submit this activity to all the other servers in something called the shared inbox, which we won't get into in this episode. So that they can end up distrib like knowing about it and distributing it to the people who are looking for public content. Before we do that, let's just let's just kind of go back to our RSS type example. So in all of our previous our previous examples that we've given, it was it was all directed at someone. So it was directed. So all of our all of our activities were directed at uh, maybe it was an individual actor. So it was me sending you a message or you sending me a message or it was sending it to my followers or, or some other collection that we created. That means that if you looked at my outbox, unless I could identify that you were in that collection for some reason. So if it was just you sending a, a plain request with no additional content, with no additional identifiers, you wouldn't see anything because you would not be recognized as making that request by any by someone that should see these posts. But if I make this activity public and I make that that post public, that object public, then you should be able to look at my outbox and treat it just like the equivalent of an RSS feed. So yeah, so those are kind of the two different effects that it has is like what whether or not to the extent that filtering is done by an application on uh, their outbox, whether or not, you know, the considerations on that filtering and also the delivery 
to all the servers that want to know about public content when it's made available. Yep. So, so that's pretty much it. So we can, okay. So now, so now that we've established that, cause I think that's the core. So we've, we've now gotten quite a lot here. So again, and I know I do a lot of reviewing. I do this really step-by-step. Step. We start off with this idea of a blog and an RSS feed and we we've said, Oh, well we can also think about it like an email and an email list, but this is now the ability to do a public post, which is kind of like, you know, like an RSS feed. And now let's jump into this shared or public. Let's talk about shared inbox, but let's start with this public, public post idea. So we can imagine that we can have an, that everybody has an email list. Sorry. So everybody's got an email address and they might want to look, their servers might want to look for all the public posts that exists, all of them. So if, if I am subscribed to, let's say, five different, five different actors following five different actors on five different servers, and these servers have this shared inbox thing, this shared inbox endpoint or URI, that my server will send those public posts to all of them. Right. To all of the shared inboxes. Shared inboxes. Right. And 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 we should and not necessarily to not necessarily to the to the individual actors, but rather to those inboxes. Now, just to make this crystal clear, if three of those actors were on one server and two of those actors were on another server, then it would only send two shared inbox it would only make two shared inbox sends, right? It would only make it would, it would only make those two requests, uh, HTTP requests. It wouldn't do it. wouldn't do it five times. That the number of requests is proportional to the number of servers, not the number of actors. Right. And I think that's pretty simple for public posts. And I think that we can, because it's so simple for public posts. That's kind of all I think we're interested in talking about the use of shared inbox for in this episode because there's a more complex version of it with some kind of trickier aspects to the the shared inbox that that I think we we're going to cover in detail later. Yeah, cuz they're it's it's funky and it uh I don't mean funky in the cool 70s music type of way. I mean funky in the like oh I've left this in the fridge too long. Yeah, there's it the 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 other aspect of shared inbox is probably my biggest regret in activity pub and we'll find out why in a future episode find out why chris regrets these things oh my god a what a great episode. way to end the episode about like hey here's this protocol i worked on isn't it so nice blah 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 find out about my regrets in a future episode okay but let me let me actually pull it back because i actually think that activity pub in general the things we talked about here are pretty simple you know, and I, I may have said, oh, here's this one thing that I regret. But the reason that I that I regret it and I'm not going to go fully into it, why is because it's kind of the exception to what I think is otherwise a really clean protocol. And so I, I think that that's what's nice about ActivityPub. And if you if you followed through with this and you're like, this seems fairly clearish, but I it would be a lot easier if I could see code examples and stuff like that. I recommend going and looking up the actual ActivityPub standard, and there's a section called the overview, and it gives a nice tutorial-style explanation of how things work with two friends talking about like sending, like uh, borrowing a book from each other. Or you could also recommend the video accompaniment to this, 
episode, which will be me developing Review Pub. Right. So, anyway, is there anything else from there? I mean, we've got a lot more to talk about these subjects in the future. No, I want to, but I want to talk about the Review Pub. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take these concepts and I'm gonna cover most of them, or at least some of them, in the first video, and I'm gonna do a second or third video. Now, people who are Activity Pub purists are going to notice that I'm not going to be I'm not going to be implementing all of Activity Pub at the beginning. I'm only going to be covering what we've talked about here in the first couple of videos, and then for the ne for next time, I think we should talk about how do we know that when I'm making a request that I'm so if I'm sending an activity to you, Chris, how do you know it's really me and not? someone else acting, uh, pretending to be me. So that's with HTTP signatures. Gee, what else, what else should we talk about that's, that's core and important? There's tons we, of things to mm -hmm. talk about. And I think we can even surprise our users to some degree on the future things. We definitely have things. So we have the stuff that you're doing with ReviewPub. We've got the stuff with Sprightly. We've got, you know, all, uh, the authentication stuff. We've got a ton of area of, to cover. So this Federation conversation stuff is going to be going on for a while, but I'm excited that we're ending this episode with a pretty high-level, simple overview of ActivityPub. So next time, I think we're going to we're going to tip HTTP signatures, and I think we will want to talk a little bit about a little bit about activity streams and the extensibility stuff. But this is great because this is a nice episode that just encapsulated the core concepts, and we didn't take that long to do it. So this is, this is perfect, and I'm really excited about getting these videos up and showing you guys um, how you could actually implement this in some really simple, in some really simple code, and uh, excited to, to do, um, maybe it won't be next time, but certainly in a future episode, we'll, we'll continue this conversation. So I'm really excited. I hope uh, everyone stays tuned for that. All right, sounds good. Give us feedback on this episode. What do you think of the uh, breaks and stuff like that? If you want to send us direct feedback, it's podcast at LibraLounge.org. If you want to hang out with us on IRC, we're on Freenode and we're hash LibraLounge. Over 50 people in there now. Yeah, it's amazing. We have such, a, we have such an awesome community. If you want to uh, talk to us on the Fediverse, we're uh, at LibraLounge at floss.social. Yeah, or you can find us individually as well on the Fediverse. Ha, I don't think you so even mentioned there's... the centralized version. There's also... The... Oh, right, Twitter. Right, we're on Twitter. We're at Libra, we're at Libra Lounge on Twitter. But we don't care so, about uh... that. Uh, anyway, all right. Uh... After, not, after, not after this episode. Yeah, that's right. All right, so we're, we're really excited. We'll see you all soon. Uh, stay tuned for the next All right, okay, bye. You've been listening to Libre Lounge. You can find and subscribe to us at LibreLounge.org. This podcast is released under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 International License. Our theme music is Bossa Nova by Joff, which is waved into the public domain under CC0 and which you can find on OpenGameArt.org. If you'd like to support Chris Weber's work on this and other user freedom projects, you can donate at patreon.com forward slash c-w-e-b-b-e-r thanks for listening see you next time